I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you. Where we understand that every day is an adventure with more to discover. We make podcasts that encourage active and imaginative play. Products that get listeners moving, spark curiosity, create wonder, and let them dream big. Thanks for joining us. That was your best read ever. That was amazing. (laughs) I felt like, I know it's not a cruise ship, but I felt like it was a cruise ship ad. Like, you're going to have so much fun. You're going to have so much fun. (laughs) We oh, should that was do more good. kids stuff because that was really fun. <laughs> this is based off the uh, over the years page for Little Tykes, which is the tricycles, right? Yeah, is that the trikes, the big, the big, big wheels. Tricycles? Oh, it's all kinds of it's all kinds of toys. Oh, wow, gosh, I had no this. idea, but I think you're right. Playhouses. I think that's the, what they're more most known for. I guess little lawnmowers. Bouncy really castles. Bouncy castles. Wow. What? Dino Dune Buggy. I oh, must the, have the, it. the little miniature basketball uh hoop. You know, a little oh plastic basketball goodness. hoop you can have inside. Is it? I gotta stop doing this job because all I can think is like, look at all this horrible plastic. This is just <laughs> No, that's why it's good that you're doing <laughs> These the job. are the ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, little tykes. I don't care. Let's create wonder and dream big today. Dream big. (laughs) Uh, I found out something that is still a thing, and I found it hilarious, uh, so much so that we talked about it on Good Day Internet uh, for a different reason because of the technology angle on the particular column. But Dear Abby, did you know that Dear Abby is still a thing? What? Actual Dear Abby, not just the type of column. Actual Dear Abby. It is now written by the daughter uh, not the originator, but it, okay. the, the, her, her daughter carried, carried it on. Uh, I'm, I'm now like furiously going back to get my notes here. Pauline Phillips, uh, under the nom de plume of Abigail started the column in 1956 and her daughter Jean continues to write it to this day. Oh my goodness. And it has, uh, am I, re- are they all so senior oriented? I feel like that's probably where they're targeting, right? Yeah. However, this one that caught my eye uh, is a son annoyed uh, that his elderly mother's doctor's office kept wanting him to use a link and an app. And he, he's like, stop, okay? Not everyone has an expensive phone. Uh, our, he uh, goes on, our society forces people to spend big bucks on these toys. You go to a bank and ask a customer service representative for assistance. Oh, it's easy. You can set it up with your phone. Uh, you could just track your order with your phone. It makes me want to scream into my $30 flip phone. I love my cheap phone. <laughs> here's what, here's what dear this Abby wrote back. Oh, dear oh, love, thank you for letting me help you to vent. 
I understand your frustration because your problem is one I have heard from other seniors too. Although technology moves quickly, not everyone is on the cutting edge. Because this is going to happen more and more frequently, for your own sake as well as your mother's, it's time you start seriously considering upgrading one or more of your devices. <laughs> um, uh, Done. The end of column. Get it, get it dear Abby. <laughs> That's amazing. That is both validating, yeah. affirming, and also firm. Right. Wow. I totally get it. Understand. I am on your side. Yep. Sad reality is, buddy. <laughs> You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to. You know, you can get like a good $150 smartphone. You don't have to break the bank. This is amazing. Everything right? about this is amazing. And um, also, DearAbby.com exists and is free. It is a freaking free compendium. <laughs> of just all the Dear Abbeys? Of all the Dear Abbeys. And I'm going to read them all. Like, Because I got to say, a good advice columnist with that specific combination of like, what I, something I sometimes refer to as nurse voice. Ah, uh, uh-huh. Like nurses are about delivering the hard realities. Yeah, they are. In a <laughs> kind but efficient way, right? Like, yep. I'm going to put this tube up there. We're going to be just fine. Like it's a, I, I say it all the time. It's like a metaphor for just sort of how to be like, look, this is real. We got to do it. This is the deal. Yep. And a good advice columnist has that. And it's just like amazing. And also as I am reading these titles, no wonder Dear Abby is still a thing. I mean, boy, man's lack of concern for health worries his spouse. Who doesn't know them? Yeah, right. Those people. Yeah. Man's risque questions to others bother wife. <laughs> you know, what What I'm wondering here is, is this a failure of the internet that we don't know that you and I are both surprised that Dear Abby is still going strong? It because is. clearly what's happening is the Dear Abby column makes its money off syndication to the newspapers that still exist. Uh, and it's got its content out there for free because there's no downside to that. The people reading it in the newspaper aren't going to the web to replace it. But it should. It should it, it should have a niche out there. There should be a place for Dear Abby on the Internet that isn't Facebook or Twitter or something like that. That we we I, I don't know. I feel like yeah. there's a crying need out there that somebody is going to address here soon. That it's a, it's a big gap, and and Dear Abby is right there in that gap. Also, Dear Abby appears to be written every day. Oh wow, it's a daily one. It seems daily. Also, so yeah, so batch write. You get a bunch of the letters. You batch write mm-hmm. the answers. Publish them yeah, daily. I, yeah, I think if you you know. Financial advisor ignores contact preferences. I have this problem right now. Right. Like I need an accountant and I was referred to my friend's accountant and she's like, I love him and he's wonderful, but he keeps being like, just call me. And I'm like, (laughs) no, (laughs) we need to make an appointment and have it on the calendar. Like there is never going to be a situation where I'm just sitting around with some free time. Like I should call that accountant guy right now. I went through an accountant once. It's not going to work. I went through an accountant once where we did a whole meeting, sat down, said, here's what we need. Um, This was related to Sword and Laser like 10 years ago. He was like, sounded great. He was referred by a friend. We liked him. Everything sounded wonderful. Never called us back again. Oh, see, that's ridiculous. (laughs) I'm like, okay. I guess yeah. he didn't. We weren't big enough fish for him. I don't know. Yeah. 
Also, also, I want to clarify to the Discord. It's not that I don't want to talk to this person. It's that I keep saying, can we pick a time and put yeah. it on the calendar for a meeting? And he's like, no, you just call me anytime. <laughs> and I'm like, what is, I'm sorry, what is that? Yeah, what, this is not 1975. I mean, it's obviously not going to work out with this person so i need to find a new accountant but sure. i just find it like it's a perfect sort of a weird like dear abby thing like what if he's like he's so great and i don't want to offend my friend but he won't make a freaking calendar appointment anyway it's amazing this that is, is i can't yeah. stop reading these headlines and they're just woman asks abby to convey message to man in need they're so newspapery yeah and beautiful aging mother refuses to discuss the inevitable wow we're going to make this an even bigger thing because I'm going to be tweeting these headlines daily. That's great. I love that idea. Or threading or whatever. Yeah. Posting. They, oh, um, posting. To, tooting. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> whatever it is we do these days. Um, one thing we definitely do these days, apparently, especially if we're children, which I love, is uh, we make memes out of maps. Oh, wow. This is a good one. Yes. Yes. Map, map memes mm-hmm. are a thing. And I think... Remember, we talked about GeoGuessr on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? We were like, GeoGuessr is a thing, and that's that game where you look at pictures and you try to figure out where you are. And it became a big pandemic hit. And there are people, by the way, like side note, there are YouTubers who are just insane. Like, they're just like, well, that kind of grass is a doop-a-doop-boop-boop, so it's Morocco. Like, bonkers. <laughs> yeah. Experts yeah, yeah, yeah. at GeoGuessr. And then I think as a result, maybe... Map memes are a thing. And so people take all these maps and they just are like, for example, we also talked about how it's a thing to make fun of Ohio. There's a hilarious one that's like Ohio in a nutshell. And most of the world is red because they're just like, I don't, and the person's like, I'm from the Netherlands. Like, as far as I know, yeah, everything yeah, is yeah. Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like trick ones. Like there was a map of the United States and it said, here are the answers that everybody gives when asked what state they're in. <laughs> Just a correctly labeled map. <laughs> ha ha. Uh, map of the world if the proclaimers actually kept their promise. Nice. Mm-hmm. Walked 500, 500 miles. miles and then 500 more. <laughs> map of the world in the book 1984. Like, it just goes on and on. It, it's, there's, it's amazing. Like, it's so fun and funny. Yeah. But also, it doesn't seem like it's so fun and funny that the kids should be into this for like, Weeks and months on end, and yet they really are. <laughs> they really are. Like, I don't know how GeoGuessr turns them all into giant map nerds, but y- yay. A win for education-ish. This Reddit thread, the map memes Reddit thread, uh, goes way deeper with these map memes than I ever realized existed. Like, this is more than just funny labels on all 50 states or, or all the countries. Like, it gets oh, yeah. deep. Map of the world if the Mongol Empire did not reform right now. Right. (laughs) There was one the other day, actually, and it was like, (laughs) it was like countries, uh, countries who have eaten their prime minister, countries (laughs) who have not eaten their prime minister, and then countries who have never had a prime minister. (laughs) <laughs> there is, in fact, one country that appears to be in Scandinavia, maybe Denmark, where evidently they ate, they ate a prime minister, ate a prime minister. <laughs> I love electricity consumption in Europe in 1507. Right. right? <laughs> Zero kilowatts. Zero kilowatts. Like, 
it's just so awesome and nerdy. There's a no, there's a whole know your meme listing that has tons of them. It's the world super is a cat playing with Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Map of all countries where the prime minister shat themselves in a McDonald's. In a McDonald's. Wow. And evidently it's Australia. Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> Who knew? That, yeah. for some reason, tracks. Yeah, it yeah. does. Eight, their prime minister, though. I got to. Wow. Gotta yeah, I, gotta need to, I need to know the backstory on that one. All the U.S. ones are just hilarious, too, right? It's like how everybody sees the U.S. And it's like California, one huge chunk that's New York. The middle is like, I don't know. Texas-ish is like, yeehaw. And then Florida is like Disney World. And that's it. That's what people got. <laughs> good it's good stuff good good stuff and and definitely one that needs to be marked down that's a that's a that's an excellent one it seems worth noting exactly like i try not to do so much internet things but this is at least like you know like i said educational ish so we've got a a thing that's still a thing we have a thing of record uh with the map memes uh i want to bring us a, a a thing that i feel like has been cooking for a while but i've noticed it popping up and I, I think it's got a new way of describing it, which is resetting the vagus nerve. Uh, not V-E-G, but V-A-G. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Uh, the vagus nerve is a, a, a sympathetic nerve. Is that the, right? Um, that it plays a lot of a part in relaxation, socialization, sex, sports, etc. And there's a big trend to reset the vagus nerve to relieve anxiety because the opposite end of what it does is it, it can relax you, but it can also produce your flight or fight fight or flight response. And so there's a theory that once you get into an anxious state, you might stay there unless you reset the vagus nerve and then you can, then your yeah parasympathetic nervous system can relax. Hmm. Is there any science to back the vagal nerve hacks online? Oh, there are hacks. Yeah. Relaxation. So, oh, it's related to the cold plunges. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. Interesting. Singing, humming, simple eye movements, craniosacral therapy. This is interesting. Yeah. There's there's some there's some evidence to back it up that there's yeah. that there there's something to it. Um But people and so what you're saying is like people are just saying this and they're like wellness articles about it. I haven't heard it and I'm so excited because you know I'm going to. When I looked it up, I saw this and I was like, oh, this seems like a new trend. I looked it up and I found lots of articles from like 2015 through 2018, not calling it resetting the vagus nerve, but talking about the vagus nerve as something you needed to pay attention to. And then resetting the vagus nerve all clustered within the last few months. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. God, you know, I just, I wish we could just like have the origin story. That's so, oh, vasovagal. I was like, where have I heard this? Because go. I know somebody who fainted. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, it was a vasovagal incident. I mean, that's like what the neurologist said. Yeah. And oh, yoga, okay. and yoga is a big part of, of the, the sort of, you know, controlling your breathing is a big part of resetting the vagus nerve. So yoga has been dealing with this for a long time. Right. Yeah. Breathing is, I mean, that's really real. I bought this whole book about it. Wow. Fascinating. Resetting the vagal nerve. Okay. Love it. Or vagus nerve. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Good. I'm in Different Vegas. I'm go do some yoga. <laughs> you definitely Very. need to reset the vagus nerve after going to Vegas, I would imagine. Yeah. Ha ha. Good one. God, man. I can't even remember the last time I was in Vegas. Oh, boy. Um, 
I, this, my, my next one is another internet one, which I'm not thrilled about. However, it's just so funny that it's like my new favorite thing on the internet. And it is just, it is a thing I'm calling bad bleeps. (laughs) So it seems, so I know, so YouTube in particular, I think was like demonetized. I mean, it's so, it's so fascinating where we decide to put our Puritan energy as a society. You know, it's like, you can totally make your video about how you hate some population or are shooting a bunch of guns or like, you know, whatever. But like, heaven forfend, you would have bad words. Uh-huh. And then you might get demonetized. It's so funny. I, I know this is a little bit of a side jag here, but but, but bear with me. I, I'll try not to make it too long. We've We've gone for most of my life with the reaction to Victorianism, with the reaction to Puritanism and loosening up on things and saying, well, do we really need to protect the children from that? Do we really need to, you know, require nobody to talk about that? And it's in the past 10 years that I feel like, oh, the boat's turning. This is what it was like before the Victorian age when people were starting to like, well, no, we shouldn't do that. And we shouldn't do that. I feel like there's a little bit of a, of a feeling of it growing instead of receding, which, you know, it's everything cyclical. So that makes sense. Yeah. I got to say, although it is dense and needs an editor, like so many of Neil Stevenson's works, the Diamond Age mm. is the book to read right now because I had forgotten. I started rereading I mean, it because I've been thinking about it so much. You just brought in the context three things. Of, I just what? <laughs> yeah, I think that's your third thing on this episode because you're oh, the maybe. second person this week <gasps> that mentioned the Diamond Age to me. Stop it. Yeah. Well, I tweeted about how I think that AI, the way that people are talking about AI, is is totally the like young ladies uh, primer, which mm-hmm. is the kind of fund, you know, central AI driven book in the diamond age. And then somebody made that reference and I was super irritated. Somebody like Grimes, I think it was Grimes (laughs) in an interview. And I was like, son of a B, Uh but it does seem like it's like, it's because it really is like the way that the young woman's illustrated, young ladies illustrated primer is the name of the book in the book. (laughs) And the, but the way that it's described is like 100% this learning agent. And it's like how, how everybody seems to be imagining the future of like LLMs. But also, so I started reading it in that context, like, oh, this is reminding me of this every time the way people talk about AI. But I had forgotten that a huge part of that book is that there is in fact a like full on neo Victorian society mm-hmm. that that's like what like rich people have done. Yeah. Oh my God. It's all happening. That's wild. wild. That's wild. I'll, anyway, I'll throw in real quickly before yes, we actually please. get to your thing. I know. Uh, <laughs> no, no. This is so good. Zordon Laser is reading China Mountain Zhang, which is from 1992 by Maureen McHugh. About, I don't know it. Uh, it's, it's set in the near future. So basically uh, now. Now. Because <laughs> it was written in 1992. Uh, about China has become predominant in the world. The U.S. has had a socialist revolution. Uh, and China now runs everything. And it's this amazing, like, it's not utopian or dystopian. It's like, so here's what a guy who's half Hispanic and half Chinese has to do to get by in New York. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) Also, yeah, pretty much. And everything in it's like, there's like, 
the equivalent of live streaming. There's the, you know, there's all this stuff about like, you know, the, the gaps between the socialist ideal and what you have to actually do to get by. So much of it is so prescient. I'm like, Martin McHugh must've been a time traveler. Cause wow. Dude. I love, I mean, I'm going to read it. I love it. Um, Okay, well, anyway, in our Victor, I'm like trying to figure out a, right, a right, way right. back to where we started, but I, you know what? it doesn't. It doesn't matter. That's the beauty of the show. We do what we want. Heck yeah! In our neo-Victorian fervor to uh, make sure that nobody, no children hear a swear, <laughs> regardless of what the algorithm leads them to over time. Um, I think YouTube, in particular, started this trend of like demonetizing if you had too many bad words. Right. It must have spread like instagram must have a similar policy now tiktok must have a similar policy now because i have noticed a sudden and dramatic uptick in what i am calling bad bleeps which is people's attempt to insert a bleep sensor which works very well in captions Mm -hmm. but we don't but ironically and i have encountered this in my own podcast like being like should we bleep this it's it's really weirdly hard to do still like even the really good podcast editing tools don't have an easy way to just bleep a word. Uh-huh. And so what happens is that there are a million videos on Instagram that basically a bad word comes and there's a bleep sound somewhere near it that in no way covers the swear. <laughs> like not at all. <laughs> like not even a little bit. It's basically like fa bleep. Uh-huh. Like the whole F word, the whole entire thing, and then a, and then a, a randomly inserted, interjected bleep, and it Why? never does not crack me up. It makes me laugh so hard, and apparently that works. That's good enough for the AI sensors. Like, give me a break. Oh, there's a bleep. Okay, we're good. Oh, okay, you're fine now. Yeah. And then they and then they used you know they used special characters in the captions. So well, because like the swear. Yeah, didn't right. Happen. You I'm do like, the, the asterisk, swear. asterisk, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It still happened. <laughs> It may, it's so funny. Like I've gone, I, now I'm just looking for it. I just think it's hysterical. That's great. I love this oh one. God, this one, this one's of the moment too. This is the, this is the best current one of the bunch. <laughs> also, why? I I, like I get it. It's actually harder in video because you've got a video track and an audio track. But in my experience in radio, you know, which, you know, dates back to the late eighties, when you bleeped something, you deleted the thing you i mean i guess back then you recorded over it but even when digital editing came along you just you delete the bad word and replace it with the beep so what is the new system that causes it to be like ah we tried to put the bleep over it but it missed (laughs) i really don't know i think it's just they probably don't have in instagram i would imagine they don't have the editing tools yeah yeah that makes sense but it's shocking to me like i use descript to you know, to uh-huh. lay up my podcast episodes to do the rough edit of sure. these episodes. I, I have looked, I have not spent extensive time on search engines looking, but there's no obvious, like it seems to me that it would be very trivial to be able to highlight a word in descript, right. right click and choose like, put a bleep, sensor, bleep put a yeah. bleep, but it's not. And obviously Instagram in particular in TikTok, which clearly like don't allow it or will demonetize you also do not include an easy, you know, click and insert tool yeah. to bleep. And so people are just out here like shit bleep nearby. <laughs> the, near, the nearby bleep. Mommy, what's shit bleep? <laughs> shit bleep. What's a shit bleep? 
Oh, I love it. It is amazing. That is also, too, too funny. Yeah, Rich, I know. There's a new there's a new version of Descript available. <laughs> oh, it's been an hour. There's a new version there's of Descript version. available. <laughs> uh, and one now. Good stuff. Chock Very full of things joke. today. Um I but I wouldn't I wouldn't say we're done by no. any stretch because we got no. your things, folks. Feedback at it's a thing dot me, starting with Matt on a possible fashion thing. Says, hi, Motori. Is anyone else seeing more men wearing Pandora charm bracelets? In the past week, I've noticed two different people in the airport and now someone on YouTube. Considering I hardly leave the house, if I notice this so easily, I'm wondering if others have as well. Thanks for thingvestigating. This is so good. I'm looking. I will keep an eye out for this. I am headed to the airport tomorrow. Uh, I will be gone for two weeks traveling. I will be on the lookout for Pandora charm bracelets everywhere I go. I also will. And I see uh, Pamela Anderson. Really? Because apparently shilling Hmm. Pandora's. And that's causing men to want to wear them. (laughs) Yeah, probably right. I wow, I love that. I mean, all the little friendship bracelets and stuff are in because of Taylor. So maybe (gasps) that's such a good one. See, I need to get off the internet and go out into the world. Nice one. Although I would not recognize a Pandora bracelet if I saw it. That's incredible. I will have to brush up on what exactly they look at. That's a look like. That's a good point. I know. I was like, "Mm, I guess I'll start looking. I I, like. I know Pandora, the the jeweler. So I just need to be like, I, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. With little hearts and little charms on them. Oh, and then you're saying men are wearing them, which is a yeah, double that's interesting the, that's the thing observation. Yeah. Right. Oh my God. Okay. Well, I have tons of travel in September, so I'm going to start looking. I love it. Sean wrote in on another fashion thing. Greetings, Tom and Molly. I have an assignment for Tom and his upcoming trip. Lockheed Martin F-35 streetwear. Is this a thing in Korea since they are getting the jets? Oh, they're getting the F-35 jets in Korea. All right. I will keep an eye out for this, too. This is great. F-35 streetwear. So it's the F-35 fighter plane on a T-shirt, but also like the Lockheed Martin logo on a a knit cap. Um, Okay, this this is amazing. The clothes are real, at least in South Korea. This is on Mashable as of last week. So are, 10 days ago. are people wearing it is going to be my, my task, I think. Like, yeah. do I see it in the wild? This is great. I love this. Yeah, I'll keep an eye out. This is so freaking interesting, too. And, and there's like a whole un- interesting subtrend about how in South Korea, Jeep, National Geographic, and even the defunct airline Pan Am has have been reimagined as streetwear brands. Yeah. They love Lockheed brands Martin. and soul, too. Like, it's a that's a whole thing of its own there. Like and and brands meaning like oh a new brand right like yeah right. they like Louis Vuitton and YSL and all that stuff too but like what's the cool new brand kind of thing Mashable good to know that the military industrial complex propaganda <laughs> machine is alive and well. it's a sick plane what do you want yeah right huh. and then uh, finally EJ wrote in with a word of thanks so I'm a few episodes behind but it is refreshing to hear a good old Molly rant <laughs> I haven't heard a good one. <laughs> Since B.O.L. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate you. Yes. You, rest assured, I remain mad about stupid stuff. Hey, <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Damn. Being mad about the inconsequential to avoid being mad about the consequential. It's a thing. That's a coping mechanism. That's yeah, our spinoff show. Transference. All right. 
Uh, well, let's get to the shout outs. Uh, we shout out the people who support us at the highest level on our Patreon with custom made shout outs developed by our producer, Rich Straffolino. He combs the, the world's history, uh, the internet, libraries, ephemera, looking for inspiration. And this week's shout outs are inspired by an op ed on bicycling from Dr. Henry J. Garrigus in the January forum from Public Opinion, volume, or I'm sorry, date, 30th of January, 1896. <laughs> oh my God, okay. Uh, <clears throat> Put on your best 1896 voice, Molly. <laughs> from a medical standpoint, <laughs> Morris Jones is valuable both as a prophylactic and as a curative agent. Like other outdoor exercises, Gabrielle Cohen takes the votaries away from the vitiated Eric Duncan of closed rooms. But Adler, the puppy engineer, has several advantages, particularly his own. Although we have seen that certain A.J. Venturella groups come chiefly into play, all the muscles of Jake Woods are used, more or less, and are thereby strengthened. The whole nervous system is highly benefited by Lara Abel, Baylor trucks must constantly use the senses of hearing, seeing, and feeling in order to avoid Kevin Sill, direct his machine, and keep his equilibrium. This exercise, therefore, is in a high degree apt to draw Benjamin Forrest away from his usual pursuits and cares of daily life. It is highly exhilarating and promotes Lee Price, since it is both pleasanter and safer to ride in the company than with Louis St. Amour. In Joe Hood, it is apt to overcome the impulsiveness and whimsicality which render so many James C. Smiths unhappy. Mike Akins is no longer a mere fashion that may fall into disuse and give way to a new one. <laughs> I think that I think I made a new rule, which is that we always have to do morning. It's a thing. <laughs> it's just a whole new energy. Yeah, it is. It's a whole flavor. <laughs> it's a whole vibe. <laughs> uh, I thought Thank this was going to be railing against the bicycle, but it seems like it was pretty supportive. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought it was going to be like, "What is this new contraption? It's, it's dangerous, a nanny." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you for indulging us in our morning It's a Thing energy today. You can become a member of It's a Thing. Thank you for supporting us. Patreon.com slash It's a Thing at any level, not just the shout out level. And you will be able to join us in our Discord and get an ad free RSS feed of the show. You can also support the show by buying some things through our affiliate links. Look for them in the show notes over at our shopping page. It's a thing.me slash shop. And keep those things coming. Feedback at It's a Thing.me. I feel vitiated. Talk to you next time. <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.